On this edition of the Next Phase with the Steve Key podcast, we're going to talk about something that is really near and dear to me, and that's a really effective speaking. And it doesn't matter if you're speaking uh, at your friend's wedding or you're the CEO and you're speaking on behalf of your company. I'm going to be joined today by Eddie Rice, and he's a professional speech writer with uh, over 10 years experience helping business leaders, some keynote speakers, TED Talk presenters, everyday people really try to enhance what they have to say and connecting with their audience. Uh, Eddie joins me today from his home in Cleveland, Ohio. So welcome, Eddie. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. The so many people are nervous to get in front of, of a crowd and speak because they don't want to embarrass themselves. They may be shy. What's your advice to people who, who have to make that step and present in front of people? The first thing I would tell them is that you need to practice. Uh, unfortunately, public speaking isn't one of those things that most people practice on a daily basis. Um, so I, I would suggest going to something like Toastmasters, where they are a worldwide club that help people speak and do leadership as well. And what you can do on a weekly basis is get up in front of a group of people, speak and get feedback from these small groups that meet um, every week. And I think that aspect of just being able to practice your public speaking before the big day is a huge step in making yourself more confident as a speaker. In order to be an effective speaker, do you have to connect with your audience? Yes, you definitely do. And that comes through in the stories that you tell. There's a great public speaking trainer out there called Craig Valentine. And he talks about sharing your firsts, your failures, and your flaws. And if you can do those things in your speech, you can better connect with your audience because they will be there with you going through those tough moments. And that will help you build a much stronger connection to your audience. Now, it's different for... Uh a TED Talk speaker than it would be for a best man giving a speech at a, a wedding. But is the approach similar? How you sort of sit down and figure out what you're going to say and then how you're going to present it? Uh, to an extent, I would say yes. I think in both of those instances, luckily with TEDx Talks and Wedding Toast, there are plenty of examples on the internet to pull from. So what I would do actually is go watch examples of the type of speech that you want to give. And you'll start to learn how people deliver those speeches, which stories they tell, and how they end up connecting with their audience. So if it's a TED Talk, you have people up there who are presenting a novel idea, or they're taking on an established idea and trying to turn it on its heads, where at a wedding toast, your goal is to honor the person and honor the event. So you want to have stories in both of them. But the way you approach them and which stories you choose are going to be much different in terms of how you connect with the audience. We we spoke briefly the other day before we we set this up, and you you also do speech writing and sort of the presentation training. And I said one of the things I've learned from writing speeches is that you really need to write in the voice of the person that you're uh, that, that's going to deliver the speech. Uh, when you look at that from a speech writing perspective, how long does it take you to really feel that you've got the voice of the person you're writing for? 
Yeah. Once again, it depends on the type of speech that I'm working with the person on. If it's a wedding toast and the speech is only about five minutes long, it'll take us maybe a single conversation or two conversations over the phone or Zoom for me to really hear the person's voice and to get their answers from the brainstorming questionnaire that I provide. But if it's a more in-depth speech like a TEDx or a keynote speech, that can take four or five separate conversations to really learn how that person speaks, how they think, how they like to present their ideas, and how I can help them make them just a little bit better in the presentation. So it really all depends on how long the speech is going to be and what our partnership is going to look like when we write it together. You have a book coming out. Uh, I believe it's in April about, you know, it's called Toast, Short Speeches, Big Impact. What am I going to learn from this book? You're going to learn my entire method for how to write a short toast, whether that's for a wedding, a retirement speech, an award speech. I take you through the whole brainstorming process, how to outline, how to write it, how to edit it, how to rehearse it. And then I also have 10 example speeches in the book that you can reference uh, for your own preparation. You can mimic their structure. You can read them for inspiration. And it just ties it all together. Um, It's going to be a fairly short read but it's one that you can read in a weekend and implement immediately into your next speech. In your previous career, you were a teacher. As I said to you before, you pivoted into this field of communications and and speech writing. Uh, What's been the biggest change that you've found in your life by doing this? I think one, I'm not performing every single day, which is what it felt like when I was teaching and I loved it. I taught eighth grade science. So I I got to do a lot of demonstrations, a lot of science experiments within the classroom. And I was performing on a daily basis to a group of 90 students in total, obviously about 30 at a time. Now when I'm speech writing, I'm writing for other people and I'm more behind the scenes than I am out in front of people giving regular speeches or presentations. But I have gone back to Toastmasters to up that area of my game where I can be a public speaker and a speechwriter at the same time. Is it harder to engage 12 and 13-year-old kids or is it harder to engage a tough business audience in a speech? Oh, wow. I think they're almost tied. there's, there's uh, There's different barriers with each one where with kids, I think you can get them super excited about a topic as long as you're passionate about it. But the same thing holds for business presentations. If you're passionate about what you are speaking, then that's going to carry over into your presentation. There's too many presentations out there where people are just reading bullet points off of a PowerPoint slide And you can tell that the passion has just drained from their presentation. But if you can bring that passion to your audience, no matter what their age, about whatever it is that you're speaking about, you're going to have that much stronger connection with them. And your message is going to be more impactful. You know, I'm hearing three different things, all beginning with P, actually. And one is preparation, which you're clicking on that. The other is the passion. And then I guess practice, which probably leads to a fourth P, and that's performance. So if you check off all the boxes, you should feel confident when you get up there to actually deliver what you want to deliver. Yes, 100%. I love those P's immensely. I think practice, passion, preparation, and performance, they all work together. If you take the time to really think through your message and to think through the stories that you want to tell and you prepare the words and you prepare yourself, 
you're going to be more confident when you're on stage. Too many people write their speech the night before. And what that does is it puts nerves into their body and they just are not confident when they get up to give it the next day because they've only written one draft. They haven't practiced it and they might be passionate about the topic, but unless you have that practice and that prior preparation with it, it's going to be really hard for that passion to show through. So it's a tra- you need all four of the P's together to make the speech work. Who do you practice to? Do you practice in front of a mirror? Do you practice to a small focus group of friends and family? Uh, what's the best audience to get yourself ready to actually perform? I would say a voice recorder app. Uh, You should be taping yourself or recording yourself, excuse me, now that we have phones and no longer tape recorders, (laughs) but you should be uh, recording yourself and listening back to it. It can help you memorize the speech um, because you're going to be hearing your own voice and what you said, but then you also get to hear where you have awkward phrases, where you kind of lost people or a a part may may not work or it may seem too long. You can catch yourself when you listen back to what you're saying. So that would be the first step. And then yes, if you do have willing friends and family that are willing to listen to you, I would say, go ahead, go for it, but just be wary of their feedback because unless they're public speakers themselves, you might get feedback that's way too positive and it won't help you, or it'll be way too critical and it won't help you either. So you wanna find that one or two people in your life, that critical friend who can kind of give advice that's right down the middle of the road that is going to be helpful, but not overwhelmingly positive or overwhelmingly negative. When you're coaching someone to deliver a speech, and I've seen everything from speakers at a podium to someone getting up at a wedding with a piece of paper to cue cards. Uh, I know when I would do speeches, uh, I would have my text in very, very large font and I would underline, highlight, I almost would slash in where my I would take a breath or put a pause in. Uh, not everybody can speak from notes without looking at their notes all the time. Is, is there a, a, a hint to, to maybe making that better? What I love to tell speakers to do is a process called scaffolded memorization, where you print out whatever it is that you want to say word for word. You go through it and you internalize it. Then you print out that copy again, except as an outline. And you try giving your speech from that outline. And then what you do is you just kind of forgive yourself for not making every single and, the, or but in the right place. Mm -hmm. But instead, you're speaking from bullet points. And then you create another outline. Once you're comfortable with that one, that's a little bit shorter And you just keep doing that process over and over, shortening the outline and giving it from that outline until you've internalized your speech and you might only have three or five main bullet points that you can put onto note cards. And I love that idea about the bigger font. I tell people to write it in Sharpie marker because you won't be able to read your pen or pencil under dim lights. Um, But the idea is there is that you want to take what you have and just eliminate parts of it until you can give the speech just from those notes and you should have a more confident speech that you've then memorized and internalized from that point. I look at a lot of people who speak. I mean, I'm, I'm also in the news business. So, you know, I'm watching spokespeople, I'm watching executives, I'm watching 
everybody. How much do you actually watch and do you, are you always thinking they could have done this better or wow, that was a great idea. I should park that for some other client. Oh, very much. I love watching other speeches, especially TEDx speeches. They're really easy to listen to, but I'm also just glued to the TV whenever anyone is out there speaking to the news media. And I'm thinking to myself, just how well have they prepared? How well do they know their topics, topic matter? And you can tell that when someone's an expert at what they're talking about, they are much more confident when they are out there. And when they have that expertise and that passion combined with what they're saying, I, I take note of that and say, wow, that person is really on the top of their game and they know what they're talking about. Versus other times, you get a spokesperson who may have just been hired the day before, and it's a bunch of word salad that comes out at first when they're not completely prepared for what they need to say. Is there anyone that really inspires you when you hear them speak? I would say Michael Port. Uh, he's a former actor, and he's the author of Book Yourself Solid. And if you ever get a chance to watch one of his keynotes, he has he brings in his drama background to the keynote, where mm -hmm. he's just gesturing on stage. He does really cool things just with a chair as his only prop. But at the same time, he's able to get the audience up and moving and motivated. And it's one, I guess pinnacle that I hope to achieve someday um, in my own speaking career. Okay. the uh, Let's talk briefly about, uh, about the book. It'll be coming out in April. If someone wants to get a copy of this, what's the best way for them to do that? It's available for pre-order on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, they can also go to my website and download the first chapter for free. That's ricespeechwriting.com, R-I-C-E, just like the food, followed <laughs> by the word speechwriting. And you can get a free chapter of the book. Check it out if you'd like. And then you can obviously just go to Amazon. The book description is there. April 18th is the official release date. Uh, but if I have it done before then, it'll be out uh, before that point. I'm going to put a link to your, uh, your book or, or where people can get the book and everything in the uh, description. I thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today and, and talking about this because I think as, as COVID lifts and People are going to have many more opportunities to be face-to-face -face with people again and, and, and able to speak. And I think it's wonderful. But thank you so much for this. Thank you, Steve, for having me on. It was a pleasure. That's another edition of The Next Phase with Steve Key podcast. Uh, I thank you for listening. You can also uh, catch me on Zoomer Radio. Uh, and for this podcast, across most of the... Uh, most of the distribution networks. I'm always looking for good storytellers, good people who, who have something that they can offer and that we can chat about. So contact me. I'd be happy to have a discussion with you and we'll do a future podcast. Until we speak again, have a wonderful day.